And he said, uh, uh, yeah, Times Square. <laughs> Times Twitter Square. was not a fan of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Hello, and welcome to the Asian American Forward Podcast. I'm excited today because we have kind of, uh, we've been doing serious topics. So I wanted to bring in a fun topic. Um, and today we're talking about political satire um, and political comedy and the impact that can have um, on elections. So I'm excited to talk about this with you, Don, and kind of get a perspective of someone from a different generation. Um, so how are you? Yeah, Thanks I'm for- fine. I just uh, in the in the New York hotel. I just feel it's uh, exciting talking about this particular subject. Uh, thank you to bring up this one. Generally, so when I talk, so most time it's a pretty boring or serious about politics. But actually, the uh, politician and the entertainment is so important in real life. And uh, in the past three years, I go with Andrew. I have experienced a lot of funny stuff that we can share. Yeah, and I know that we've talked about before, like uh, politicians and comedians, because in our episode on endorsements, we talked about. Uh, sh- Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure that you'll have some insight, insider insights that I don't have. I'm just a, a woman with a YouTube connection who likes to watch SNL and other, you know, comedy shows. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I want to start by just giving a little background. You know, the combination of, of comedy and like political information is, is very old. We all know about political cartoons. I'm sure people who grew up in American public schools saw a lot of political cartoons, like even from the Revolutionary War period. But I feel like in the 20th century with kind of the rise of, or 21st century rather, with the rise of video, there's been this kind of combination of political information and like entertainment and comedy. So you have shows like uh, The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, formerly now with Trevor Noah, um, The Colbert Report, and now on Late Night with Stephen Colbert. He still does a lot of political content, although he's not playing that character anymore. Um, uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, uh, Patriot Act with Hassan Minaj. There's this kind of way in which comedy is being used to inform people about the news. And I'm wondering, like, as someone who works in campaigns, what your perspective on having entertainment and, like, information being so intertwined, what effect does that have on how we view politics? Yeah, I think it's uh, uh, before I joined the Andrew campaign team, I never realized how important and co- 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 how important the correlation between politicians and uh, comedians. But after I joined it, we, Andrew probably attend uh, at the guest, uh, go to the, all the comedians' show. So each comedian show after the showing and uh, or polling number, and the donation number and uh, the follower is all every every time it's uh, jumping a lot. So it's that it's the people most time they think it's a politician. It's uh, so boring, so dry. But uh, Andrew is the kind of a person he can turn the comedian and the dialogue into very funny way. And also he make fun of himself. And you know it's our slogan. And there's a whole bunch of a story. So it's the why Andrew drive all the young people go to his uh, become a Yang Gen and the follower part of his uh, entertainment. So it's the 
and no music, no sports, and no all the jokes, and sometimes even dark joke. So that's the bring a lot of people and the enthusiasm to to follow him. Yeah, I was gonna save this for later in the episode, but I feel like this is a perfect segue to the thing that I had planned for today, which is I have been binging hardcore. Uh, a comedian that I she's been around for a while, but I was recently found her because she has a new television show on Showtime um, called Z-Way. And she, uh, I believe is New York based and does a lot of interviews um, with celebrities. And her her whole bit is very satirical and um, kind of trying to like actively asking questions to make her guests uncomfortable. Um, and Andrew appeared on the show at, fantastic interview so I wanted to play a little clip and maybe see if we can react to it you can tell me if there's any like juicy behind the scenes stories about this too because you know I love to go and I'm assuming you've watched this before of course all right let's see if I got it to start at the right place what's wild is that you're not afraid to joke about like your your heritage rather so for example you joked now i'm asian so i know a lot of doctors i was about to tell an asian joke i'm asian so i love tests have you been a comedian all your life or is this a newfound passion it's definitely something relatively newsy way <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure if my friends would have called me funny when I was young. Uh, I was kind of angsty and broody. I listened to The Cure and The Smiths, and I had long skater hair. Wow. Uh, or, and had an earring. That that picture surfaced relatively recently. So We'll get that. Uh, we'll get that. So I don't know if people would have characterized me as funny. Maybe some kind of mordant humor. Maybe I had some kind of like dark humor. Uh, when I was in my 20s, I used to drink those protein shakes and like hit the gym. All right, so I, that's just the clip that I wanted to show, um, which is like, I think there are so many things that are so great about that, which is um, Z-Way's really like latched on to kind of Andrew's public perception as a little bit of a, of a funny candidate or sort of a comedian. I don't, yeah, I don't joke, joke candidate. That doesn't really, that's not really the word I'm looking for, but um and is kind of throwing his own words back at him. So what was like, what was the process like doing that interview? And then was he happy with how it turned out? Uh, in general, it's okay. But there's a couple of uh, questions that our political opponent used to against him. You oh? know, in the interview, it's, uh, the, uh, the host host asked, what's your favorite subway station? And he said, uh, uh, yeah, Times Square. <laughs> Times Twitter Square. was not a fan yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. The, but, the, but you know, it's the, uh, we live in the Times Square. It's the, on the 39th, our camping office in the 39th. And the Times Square is the, the, the subway exit. It's a way in and out every day in the past like uh, two and a half years. So that's why it's naturally to bring his mind is the subway, it's the public Times Square. But actually it's the, the, uh, the, the Penn Station, probably the, the largest one and the most beautiful one. Yeah, but mm. uh, Times Square is the, and the people start to use the, oh, are you tourists that just use Times Square subway? That's the, and you know, remember the follow up and they have a cartoon character, him and the whole tourists that come out from a sub, subway, uh, exit uh, from Times Square. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and 
I think that that this what the other thing that this video does is like show how one part of a candidate can really be like overemphasized or like used for satire, which is how satire works. So <clears throat> in the past, comedy has also like really been kind of make or break for the perceptions of a candidate. Um, this is particularly with SNL, right? Where they're doing impressions. Um, so I even remember growing up uh, and Tina Fey playing Sarah Palin on SNL and saying, I can see Russia from my house. Like that iconic line, it's burned into my, my psyche. Um, so, do you think it's do you think it's fair to candidates as public officials to kind of have them up on the table for this kind of skewering or are we like kind of corrupting our political discourse by kind of allowing this sort of um, kind of a little more lighthearted discussion of politics? I get an opinion on that. I like it, and also it's the I personal thing is that any elected official or public figure, they have to tolerate the media or it's the, whatever they describe them or it's exaggerated some part of their personality or the physical appearance. Like uh, Andrew is always joking about the Asian guy love math, so it's the let's drive a lot of a yang gan everyone to make a cartoon of the. M A T H. That's a standard uh, that the uh, make American uh, think think uh, uh, math T H think uh, I forgot of math M A T H make American think harder. So that uh, they just joking and because the Asian guy is good on the math on the on the STEM and. <laughs> implies that some people they are just uh, don't never think about it just follow the, the politicians say that's the make a lot of people we have us uh, we still have a math pen and we go everywhere just uh, with the math hat so it's the that's kind of icon give uh, Andrew a lot of followers uh, impression is that we need a leader they are good on the number and they do analysis they have a vision for the for the world that's pretty good yeah on that part yeah, and as a candidate, Andrew's kind of like embraced and leaned into the comedian's perceptions of him, which is not a strategy that everybody takes. Um, so I also, as someone who is interested in journalism, um, I'm curious about whether or not we should make clear distinctions between news and satire, right? So um, shows like like John Oliver's show and um, like uh, The Daily Show um, are very clearly structured exactly the way uh, a straight news source like PBS NewsHour or any of the six o'clock, you know, NBC, ABC standard um, network news. They have the exact same structure, except instead of just giving us or instead of giving us mostly facts, they're giving us facts and entertainment and a little bit of spin. Um, so do you think that like having people obtain their political news kind of from this source is helpful or harmful? I think it's uh, this uh, two side of uh, uh, journalism aspect, either it's uh, the, uh, with uh, I don't know, it's the face mask just to show there is a political correctness on the, uh, the, the ABC, CBS, or the PBS, that's the formal 
media channel, you talk about the policy, talk about the, the, the political vision, those kind of a very serious subject and the talking in the stone face and the, uh, with a fake, with, with a fake smile, <laughs> smiling. And, but uh, when you go to the entertainment uh, and also it's the uh, evening uh, the talk show mm -hmm. and you really truly reflect your personality and also your the, whatever the other aspect. So it's the entertainment to try to dig you what kind of a person you are. And then it's the audience uh, can really figure out whether this guy is, is, has the authenticity to toward a certain issue or is what kind of person he is. That's why it's the Andrew when uh, one a lot of people's uh, uh, likeness and also people like him. He's uh, whenever the, he go anywhere, he always bring the humor or it's a laugh to the people. And he's very easy to go anywhere. That, that's the intrinsic, his character. Every, every time we got together, and he always can make a fun and in front of a camera or in front of reporters. That's the very funny. And we cannot control. And he just the totally, or communication team or political team in general is that we don't interrupt his, uh, whatever his performance. <laughs> that's the, sometimes we got a backfire too. So that, that's interesting to hear you use the word performance to describe what Andrew does. And there is this way in which um, politics is kind of a form of, of theater and people are kind of performing different characters and um, trying to entertain as well as inform and, and persuade people. It's also like interconnected. Um, so I want to like kind of wrap it up, but I want to ask a last question, which is like, what's the best comedian story or person that you've worked with on the campaign that has been like the most fun? Yeah, I think it's the, the most fun is that we are in the Ohio tour with uh, David Chappelle. Yeah. That's the, the most funny the, the, uh, experience I personally have. The most uh, uh, the entertainment the evening show, generally I don't go with, but the David Shapiro, it's a, we have a, a entertaining show. It's a, probably that night, it's a, we have like a 3,000 people in the, at the audience and they bring Andrew on the stage. And after the show, we have a together to have a cigar talking and the small the, the advertisement the clip to record. And then it's a talk to uh, Shapiro's wife. And it's a, we, we enjoy the small conversation. David is so easy going people. I'm just like a, our friend and we sit together and uh, he want to take a picture with anyone any any gesture you just uh, make fun of him and mm -hmm. very 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 good person and he never stops smoking that's the worst strange things yeah anywhere we go is, uh, there's always a cigar or cigar on hand <laughs> that's uh, very exciting yeah well, very cool. And I hope you get to tell more glamorous campaign stories to me in the future. Um, we will wrap it up there for this week. Thank you, as always, for making time for me, Don. Thank you. It's the Andrew is running for New York mayor. And every day he make fun of himself and generate a lot of news buzz and follow him. It's very funny. And I'll share more stories later. Is that, uh, and the people can watch the, on the YouTube. There are a lot of uh, interesting stories and the funny, funny the, the clip. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully we will have more laughs in the future. Um, 
My name is Katie Simpson. Our podcast is sponsored by Asian American Forward. You can visit our website at www.asianamericanforward.com. If you enjoyed the show this week or have a topic you'd like to hear us discuss on a future episode, you can send us our, your comments at info at asianamericanforward.com. We would love to hear from you. And you can also find us on Facebook and hear more conversations between Don and I on our YouTube channel, which you should also subscribe to. If you're a fan of the show, leave us a review in the Apple Podcast Store or tell someone about us. It really helps people find the show. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next time.